welcome to episode five of the Sports Leadership Podcast. I'm your co-host, Mark Hodgkin, to be joined in a moment by Kevin DeShazo. Um, had a few weeks off uh, for the holidays and are now looking to uh, to get started in 2017. So uh, thanks for tuning in today and thank you for joining us. Um, today we're going to talk a little bit about um, transitioning into changes in your workforce. Um, you know, there's uh, this time of year, people are thinking about um, a new calendar year. There's been some changes, mostly on the you know coaching side in the college space, but you know also in the administrative side. You got people uh, coming in and coming out of uh, of the athletics departments. Um, some new blood, um, some new ways of doing things. Um, and even if uh, you're not going through a transition like that, you know our busy time in the college space is certainly uh, coming up in the spring and summer. And uh, as anybody who has worked in the business knows this part of the year will go by very fast and we'll already be at, uh, at NACTA and thinking about new, new positions and changes. So um, today we want to look at really at both sides of the equation, what it's like to have new people come in maybe above you in your own organization. And then we can talk a little bit also about what it's like going to a new organization and how to, how to get started um, in a new place. And Mark, and you've got a great story and, and this fits in perfectly with really the, the past year of your life. I know over the past uh, really four or five months, you've been in this transition going from being on campus and then being uh, at a conference office with, with the American Athletic Conference and then to now shifting uh, over to New Lions. So still being in the industry, but a different side of the industry uh, and being the new guy at a, at a new company with a new team. And so I know that that presents unique opportunities and, and challenges. And so I'd love to hear what has that transition been like? You know, what are some obstacles that you've come across uh, and, and how have you how have you tried to be intentional in, in making that transition into a new team, a new position, a new company? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, as you said, I've been on the kind of campus conference side of the, the college sports industry for the last decade. So really gotten used to that way of doing things, those organizational structures, you know, even the, the language we use in the, uh, in the kind of uh, the workplace there and transitioning to new line, which is in uh, you know, we're, we're devoted to the college space and we're working with, you know, 70 to 100 partners. So we're in college sports. It's definitely a very different kind of environment. And it's, uh, it's definitely much more like working at a, a technology company, which is what we are. So um, it has been different. Um, well, I think one of the things for me, and I was lucky to go into this, um, having been kind of approached by them to bring this conference and college perspective to things, that was great. They wanted to build that position around that. They wanted me to stay um, doing things in the industry, doing uh, the kind of outreach with my Twitter and my blog and things like that. They wanted they wanted that side of me, but to get into where I need to be at New Line, I had to learn a lot of different different worlds that I hadn't been involved in. And, uh, you know, I think a perfect example of this would be more, learn to work more on the development and programming side of, of the business. You know, that's a, um, I've always known what kind of the end product looks like. I've known what the end product should be like. I've known how I wanted to, to use it, but that kind of workflow of, of understanding all those steps and all that work that needs to be done on the ground floor um, by developers and computer programmers, which is a different different skill set that I've had to, I've had to work really hard at establishing kind of credibility. And we've talked about this on other podcasts, I think, and sure we will again, but bringing that so people know, you know, not only are you capable and even if you have a different skill set that you're making an effort to translate it to, um, to your new environment, but also to um, establish yourself um, and how you want to be viewed, you know, kind of in the office. So, I've had to do um, a lot of managing side to side, a lot of, you know, understanding where people are coming from, 
um, establishing those kind of relationships. Um, I've been at a place that, that hadn't changed as much in a long time. And um, so you're, you're starting from scratch, but it's also a great chance to kind of, um, you know, establish what you really want to be known for and, and what you want to be uh, around, you know, new people. So um, that's been a big part. And then the flip side, of, I've made a huge effort to just be working with my supervisors and the people who um, I report to, to make sure that I'm, you know, in line with what they expect, what they want me to do, what they want me to bring to things, but also, you know, communicating why I'm doing things, why I'm prioritizing this, or why I'm maybe not spending as much time on X or Y and um, making sure that's in line. Because I think, you know, getting off to a good start is something that is, is invaluable. And and something obviously, you know, not, you don't want to get in there and have some people questioning uh, why they were brought on right away. So um, establishing that credibility has really been the kind of the biggest priority for me. Yeah, which is a great point in that we've talked about it before. Like you said, this idea of building trust or building influence, you know, the, the questions that people are asking as soon as we meet someone are, can I trust this person? Are they, are they capable of doing, the, of doing the work? Are they competent? Um, and do they have the character? Do I want to be around them? Do I, do I like them? Is this a person that I want to do work with? And that goes both ways. That goes from a team who's getting a new leader, right? They're asking those questions of the new leader. Generally, they know, okay, is that this person is, is qualified to do the job, hopefully. Um, but that's, that's usually a given. And so they're, they're leaning more on the character piece. Uh, do I want to be around this person? Are, are they truly trustworthy? But the new leader is also ask, also asking those same questions of their new team, and that and for them it's both sides. Do, do I like these people? Do I trust these people? Um, are they good enough? Are they capable of doing the job? And, and usually, you know, a leader is not going to come in and blow things up day one. They're gonna they're gonna be uh, a little patient. They're gonna let the dust settle and just kind of observe for the first several months, maybe even the first year. And a lot of that's just just taking taking a mental note and building relationships of, okay, this person may be a gossiper. This person may be creating a lot of drama. Sure, they're good at the job, but the character piece isn't there. Or, man, this person, everyone loves them. I don't know how good they actually are at the job. Can we build that, that piece up? Or these people, they've got, they've got everything. You know, everyone loves them. They love to be around them. They're a great team player, and they, they get the work done. They get it done really well. And so everyone's asking these questions, and so leaders – um, and, and employees on both sides have to have to figure out how to balance that uh, while while building this this new relationship because if there is no trust and everything's broken from from day one, it's going to be really difficult to um, to build that back. What do you think from the employee side? So let's look at it from from a team who's getting a new leader. That could be a new AD. That could be a new head of marketing or compliance or communications. What do you think are some mistakes that people make? when they get a new boss? Yeah, you know, one of the things that jumps to mind uh, that I've seen kind of firsthand a few times is, you know, you want to establish that that bond right away. So, if, you know, there's a certain amount of people who will just be kind of resistant and, and scared of, of somebody new and maybe kind of have their defenses up. But I think, I think what I, I've seen even more is people who will try to, I don't know, for lack of a better term, kind of buddy up with them, um, explain to them kind of how things work here and try to get on their side. And you can understand where people come from on that because, you know, they want to build a bond. They think they can share some inside info that maybe this person, you know, wouldn't have known otherwise and you're kind of helping them out. But the, the, you know, the example I, I heard, I've heard this old story and I can't remember where I heard it. I'll try to do it justice because um, I'm a new England person and this is a story about ranchers, but the story about a, a, you know, ranch hand and the, and his boss and they're out on the plains and they're doing a cattle drive or whatever you'd call it. And they, uh, they come up to a few that are marked 
the, the steers are marked uh, for another ranch and the, the, they're kind of lost and uh, they don't know where they are. Um, so the ranch hand, you know, trying to press his new boss says, you know, like I can just get these, you know, into my, into our herd and, you know, nobody will know the difference and, and whatever. And, uh, the guy says, uh, you know, I think he ends up firing the, the ranch hand. He says, if, if you would do that to somebody else, how do I know you're not going to be doing that to me uh, right away? And I think that, you know, is a <clears throat> good example of, of you've got to be careful that you want to build trust. You want to um, you want to build that close bond so you can talk about things. But sometimes you can come on too strong and you don't. I would I would be concerned about somebody like that if I was talking to them right away that, you know, okay, wow, that's a lot of information. You're telling somebody you barely know. You don't want to be standoffish. You don't want to be ignoring somebody, obviously, who you'll be working for. You need to establish that trust. But, you know, you can't jump in too quickly or I think you can uh, you can set the wrong kind of first impression. So, you know, Kevin, you've talked a little bit about the challenges of people who have bosses that uh, that are either new or maybe difficult to work with. And, and you think they usually fall into a couple different modes. Can you, can you go into that a little bit more? Yeah, I think what, what tends to happen is that people, uh, we can either become really negative and really resentful. Maybe we liked our previous boss. We don't like change. We know people in general don't like change. And so that can cause us um, to go into a really negative mindset. And, and some people tend to do what you were saying. They, they try to be too buddy-buddy and try to be that confidant for the new AD, for the new boss. And they, they're trying to prove their worth because they know at some point changes are going to be made. And really they're operating, both, both sides of this are operating out of self-preservation. We're fearful of what's going to happen. And so we're trying to take care of ourselves. I'm just going to focus on my work and be angry, be negative, and, and I'm not going to worry about everybody else because uh, I just don't care. I'm just going to do my work and, and it'll all it'll, it'll go however it goes. Or we say, okay, I've, I've got to make sure this person knows who I am, know what I do, uh, almost like an office space, right? Where they're doing the interviews with the consultants. Like, what do you do around here? It's like, well, nothing. <clears throat> but people want to, they want to try to prove their worth and, and they're trying to go like above and beyond almost saying, hey, I know at some point you're going to make changes. You're going to get rid of people. Or you're going to bring in your own people, not because you're a bad guy, but that's because that's how these things work. You need to know that I am extremely valuable and capable and I need to be here. And so we go into this this fear, self-preservation mode, and, which can end up hurting us, which is kind of what you were explaining is that that can turn us into a gossip. Uh, that can turn us into being overly dramatic. And, and maybe this new AD, uh, our new boss is asking us questions Maybe it's, maybe they're actually testing us. What will this person actually tell me? And they know when you're going above and beyond, it's like, okay, this person, this is a very short answer, or maybe they shouldn't have answered it at all. You know, maybe I'm just not comfortable with, with that question right now. Um, it's okay to answer things that way. That, that shows your trustworthiness, in my opinion. If, if you're not going to gossip about your coworkers or gossip about what, what's going on. Um, so I think we have to be really careful about self-preservation uh, when a new leader comes in. I think we also have to be really careful about prejudging them. I uh, was working with a school recently, and they had a new AD, and there's a lot of negative press clippings around this particular AD. And you know, I was getting texts from people on the team like, man, we don't know about this. If this is going to work out. We're, we're all kind of nervous. And some of that's natural when you get a new leader. There, there's, a, there's a sense of uncertainty. But now over the past several months, however long the, the person's been there, I mean, this, this guy's great. We love working for him. Uh, he's open. He communicates. Yes, we know he's going to make changes, and maybe that includes you know me at some point in time. But we we feel like this guy is 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 not what these press clippings made. And so we have to give people uh, a clean slate. Whatever happened at other schools happened at other schools. Uh, we have to give them an opportunity to to be for us, to show that they're for us, to 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 actually succeed. 
Uh, we don't want to undermine someone who's stepping in to try to, to try to be a good leader, to try to lead a department. And so we have to say, A, give them a clean slate, but also get to know them, right? Understand their personality, understand why they do things the way they do, which, which could have rubbed people wrong in the past who didn't take the time to know them. I think what can, what can also tend to happen with teams, uh, especially when you're bringing in a bunch of new hires, not just a new boss or a new AD, uh, but you bring in several new people and you've got people who are trying to learn each other's ways while also creating and producing and doing work. And a lot of these, these interpersonal issues can be pushed to the side. Well, I, you know, we've just got to get the work done. I don't know him very well, whatever it may be. And six, seven, eight months, a year down the road, those things are going to bubble back up if we don't take the time to work on those things now and just get to know people. Uh, I, if, if we would just, and you're going to get hurt, like let's put this, put this out there. But if you would inherently trust people, you'll find people are generally better than, than most of us give them credit for. So trust people, give them a chance. Again, you're going to get hurt every now and then, but I would rather get hurt by trusting people and believing in the best in people than by being a skeptic of someone. So give them a chance, get to know them, get to know them outside of the job. That doesn't mean you have to go to dinner or spend nights with them and their family, but just have, have personal conversations. What are some things that you've done in your new position to try to create that sense of, of relationship, of connectedness with a new team uh, as you're building out products on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, it's a great question. And it's, um, it's something I've thought a lot about. It's, I think, I think you touched on it a little bit. It's that mix of You've got to be buttoned up. You've got to bring your, your performance to the, to the table. You can't be messing things up right away, but establishing that you kind of, I don't know, want to, want to be part of the solution. You want to, you want to learn a little bit more about each of these people. You want to involve them or maybe they haven't been involved before, if it makes sense. Um, You know, giving everybody kind of a fresh, uh, fresh slate, I think is, is, is hugely important. I mean, you mentioned how people have been sometimes form a, a, a vision of what somebody new is going to be, you know, from a negative side, they've heard some things, maybe there's been a problems in the past. You know, I've also seen on the other side where you have somebody who comes in, this person's going to be great to work with. This person's not going to make dream drastic changes. And sometimes it goes the other way. So um, I think learning about what's important to the people, not only around you, but you know, especially above you, um, that's as important of a thing as you can do. You know, I, we have a bunch of different departments here and, Luckily, we're all in the same place now. The walking around is something um, I've done a lot in previous jobs, and I've tried to do more. And I know that it's constantly a thing I need to do more of, just popping in when you get near, you know, for me, four cups of coffee a day. And, you know, that's four trips you can have to, to kind of pop into different places and just see what's going on. Hey, what are the challenges? What are you guys, what are you hearing from your partners? Because for, for me, that's a big, big part of our, of what I do um, as far as crafting our product strategy. You know, you need to hear what is being said to the help desk, what's being said to the project managers, the account managers, you know, the, uh, uh, the sales team, what's coming up in meetings that are outside. So I had a, an old boss who told me early on in my career that that's, that's what they do on campus. You know, it's the head of external um, at Boston College, Jamie DiLoretto, who's a you know great mentor of mine. Told me, you know, you never know when you're going to find out what project you can collaborate on or how somebody else could help you um, until you have those conversations. And he's talked about how he spends you know time going over to the campus side of uh, the university and you know just kind of pick their brains and hey, maybe there's some projects that come up. And at worst, it's it's sending a message that you're somebody who cares about people beyond yourself. I think it's a great point. And, and you know, as I mentioned earlier, people have a, have a tendency to, to go into self-preservation mode. And if we would just um, 
instead of trying to manage that relationship and manage what's happening, if we would actually lead, which is a completely different mindset and saying, okay, how can I encourage you in, in, in your new role? Again, that doesn't mean sucking up, but there's a, you got to remember that as a, a new boss is coming in and they are, um, there's a lot of anxiety for them, right? They're excited about a new position. They're excited about a new team, but there's a lot of stress involved with that. They've got a lot on their plate. They have a lot of expectations to live up to. Um, they have a whole new team or organization or department that they are having to uh, build relationships with. And whatever you can do to relieve some of that stress, to hey, like we, we want you to win, right? Because if you win, we win. So what do you what do you need from me? Um, how can I encourage you? How can I support you? And just give them give them that respect. And that seems like such a small thing. Uh, but can go such a long way. Relationships matter. People matter. If we can go into that saying, okay, let's, let me not think about my future with, with the organization, which is a really, really difficult thing to do. And I get that. But instead of going in saying, okay, I'm worried about what happens to me in the next month, in the next six months, in the next year saying, okay, let's just build a relationship. That opportunity may or may not be there down the road, but I don't need to worry about proving myself and worrying about myself right now. I need to make sure this leader has a, has an easy, as, as easy of a transition as possible, knowing there'll be bumps in the road. Um, how can I be, be that person, um, who supports them, who, who respects them, who encourages them and try to set the tone for the rest of the team, because there's uncertainty again, on all sides, on the leader side, on the team side, if you can set that tone and say, look, guys, I know things are, things may be scary. They may be awkward. We don't know this person, but he or she is our new boss. What if we were, what if we showed them, Hey, we're for you. You didn't hire us, right? Like you, you're, we were all here, but we're for you. We want you to win. We know this is not going to work out for all of us. That's okay. That's not good, bad, or indifferent. That's just reality. Um, but we want to make sure that we, we give you a chance to succeed and to establish your vision. And so how, how can we help you do that? And then I think also being prepared. Sometimes we have a tendency to shut down when a new person comes in. Uh, and we're, we just want to wait until they tell us how they want things done. And what you're doing is you're making that person think for you and you're, you're adding extra burden to that leader instead of bringing value to the table and saying, here's how we're doing this. Is this good? Is this bad? Would you, what, what changes would you want to make? Then they can see what's being done as opposed to you coming to the table with nothing to every meeting or to every conversation and just waiting for them to hold your hand down the road uh, and walk you down that road. Bring something, bring, bring the work that you're doing, bring the way things have been done. Again, don't bring, don't bring that in a way that's adding stress and this is the way we have to do it. Say, Hey, this is, this is how we've done things. Maybe this is what's worked. This is what hasn't worked, but bring, bring value to the table in those conversations and in those meetings, um, because you don't want to slow them down. They've got work to do. They have a vision that they're trying to, to create, um, a culture they're trying to create. And so the, the more you can help them move forward versus sitting down and going backwards or slowing down, the better off that, that transition, uh, will, will be. What are some other things that, that may, maybe have or have not worked for you? Yeah. You know, I think you, you touch on something really important, which is accepting the situation for what it is. And we talked a lot about this on a previous podcast and it's obviously something that it's, it's important to me. And, you know, that new person has a lot of challenges, everything from understanding what they're going to do, everything from, you know, the stuff that's outside the office, finding a place to live, finding, moving their family, whatever it is. Uh, you don't want to be any more of a, another problem. You don't want to be seen as another, you know, one more thing that's got an issue or one more person I have to kickstart into gear. Yeah. Like you said, coming with a solution or, you know, and I think it's, I think it's about incremental too. It's not about trying to boil the ocean with a new person right away, but here's a couple things that could make their life easier. What could, what could I do 
think about it from their perspective. What can I do to just bring a little bit more value to this person in maybe a way that doesn't, it's not going to benefit me right away. I mean, I think you piece enough of those things together. They're going to see you as somebody, okay, this is somebody who's helping me move the ball forward. But my last job, we had a, a position that was kind of near mine that turned over a lot. And that was kind of how I tried to, to establish it each one. I'm not trying to push any agenda. I'm not trying to uh, make myself look good. It's how do I just make your job just a little bit easier, especially important. If, so you're talking about somebody who's supervising you, but even if it's somebody who's beside you, I can think of the people off the top of my head when I started new places who, who carried it like that. And they're the ones that I you know trust and, and believe in the most today. So, you know, I think that's, that's the first thing to do. And it really does make a big difference. It's a great point. I love it. Now let's briefly look at if you are the new leader stepping in to a situation, some things that you can do uh, and maybe don't do as, as you try to build, build these new relationships, as you try to lead in a new environment, a new organization, a new team. Uh, and I think a lot of the same stuff still applies. When you're stepping into a new position as a leader to a new team, again, you've got to realize it's a stressful situation for everyone in that organization, everyone in that department. Uh, they, they didn't necessarily choose you, which is not, again, not, not good or bad. That's just the reality of the situation is that they, they didn't necessarily choose you, but now you, you are their leader, you are their boss. And if, if you can't get them on board, you're, you're done. And so, you know, leaders come in with a similar mindset of, well, this is my team. Now I'm going to do it my way. They just come in guns blazing, want to blow everything up. Uh, this is, this is my way. This is how I've always done it. This is what's going to work, you know, get on, get on board or get out. Um, and thankfully that doesn't happen a ton, but we still hear stories of, of that happening and they alienate a team from day one. Uh, they come in with pride, which is really just insecurity. And, and they try to force their agenda on, on everyone else day one. Uh, I was reading about, uh, Tony Dungy a while back, uh, when he came into the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who were the, one of the worst organizations in professional sports. And he comes in and they spent, I don't know the amount of time, but the first several weeks or months, not even talking about football, just getting to know each other. So he realized like, he goes, this is not a team. This is just a group of people. This culture is broken. It's toxic. Um, and of course they went on to not just get better, but to win a Super Bowl. But that's the same thing that a, a, the same mindset that a leader has to bring in of like the work will be here. I know we have a lot of work that we have to do. I'm excited about the work that we're going to do, but let's just spend some time getting to know each other. Uh, because if I don't know you, if I just go right into the work, then that shows the people that that's really what matters, that the work is what matters and not the people. And the people are what's going to make that work actually work. And so if they can just be intentional, and, and it certainly can be awkward because you're trying to build new relationships and figure out people and their strengths and weaknesses and personalities. And But if you can just spend some time with people, and that's grabbing a lunch here and there, grabbing four or five minutes in the break room, um, but just spend the first few months in the midst of doing work being really intentional about connecting with each person on your team to get to know them, acknowledge the situation, you know, say, Hey, I, I understand you. You may be a little concerned, a little bit uncertain about what's going on. I get it. Uh, I want you to be a, a, as comfortable as possible. Um, know that I'm, I'm here for you. I want you to succeed. I want everyone to succeed. How can I best help you win? You know, what, what are some things that you're, um, that you're excited about? What are some things that you may be uncertain, maybe even fearful about? And just being intentional in those conversations to set the tone day one. Because maybe, maybe, maybe you've had a, uh, maybe that team has had a bad culture. You know, maybe, and so they're, they're nervous because they've, they've just had a bad culture. Maybe they've had a great culture and they're still nervous that you're going to break everything up. But you have a chance to, to redefine what that culture is going to be 
And if, if you don't do that up front, it's going to be really, really tough to get that back. It's not impossible, but it's really tough to get that back if you undermine yourself at the very beginning. Uh, so just coming in with humility, coming in and being secure, knowing your own strength, strengths and weaknesses and, and saying to the people, look, I value you. I value the work that you're doing. You guys know this place better than I do. I'm going to lean on your expertise uh, and we're going to move forward together. What are some other things that you think an AD or, or a new boss can do as they step into a new situation? Yeah, you know, I think you hit hit the right points. I think what I would add to it is to be consistent. I, I, I when you started talking about this, I started thinking about it from the opposite side of people who've come in, and we've all had it. We've all had the good, the bad, and the mediocre. You know, people who've come into our organization, and I think you have to establish it first. Like you said, if, if you don't establish it early, you're never going to do it. But it's also easy to win the press conference for you know to use a sports uh, metaphor to kind of come in and be like. Yeah, wow, that sounds great. You know, that's that's an awesome. You know, he's gonna he wants us to work as a team, and he wants us to be the best, and he wants us to have a good work life balance, and he wants us to. And then, if that's not consistent, and if that's not, if you're not seeing through, then then really forget about it. And I've seen that before, where you know, hey, that first meeting sounded great, but then the actions day to day did not match it, and then all of a sudden, it's why would I believe anything? And then all of a sudden, you have that that mindset in your office and you'll never, you'll never get it back there. So I think, I think what you talked about of, of being intentional, being, uh, you obviously have to have a vision. You have to have, uh, the communication. Um, but you really have to then, then walk it and you'd be surprised at how, how closely people are watching that and, and expecting, um, you either to back up all those great things you said when you started or, um, to kind of not show that consistency or not show that, kind of steadiness that, uh, that you talked about. So I think that's the one thing I would add to, uh, to what you said about, you know, getting started and, and getting off on the right foot. And it's a huge point of, it's so easy, like you said, to win the press conference and you, you spout off all these things that you want to do, these things that you're about. And then if day one, you start breaking that, it's so hard to get that, that trust back and culture. You know, I've said it before. It's, it's not just this buzzword this phrase that you repeat in meetings all the time it's not something you put in your email signature like it's something you have to actually live and jason belzer wrote a great athletic director you for the d1 ticker um this past week talking about for most people the values that they list most organizations there is they're completely worthless and it's just and most organizations will, will try to have the same values and the reason that they're worthless is not because they're not good things uh it's that people don't actually live them they say we're going to be positive they say we're going to have integrity they say we're going to whatever these things may be. Uh, and then the first hint of adversity, they get negative. They get dramatic. They turn to gossip. Um, they cut corners. So all these things, we need to have values. We need to be talking about culture, but, but culture is living it. It's creating it on a day-to-day basis. Otherwise we undermine, we undermine our influence. And I think there's a, a really big piece for a, for a new leader when they're stepping in, they have this vision, uh, for their, for their new department, for their new team, whatever it may be. And they want to share that vision with the team because they're excited about it. They've been thinking about, you know, being in this position maybe for years. Maybe it's their first first opportunity as, a, as an AD. Maybe it's their first chance to lead a team, uh, whatever the situation looks like. But they've been thinking of it for a long time, what their vision would be, and, and then now how it relates specifically to this team, to, the, to this department, to this organization. You have to learn how to connect that specifically to those new people and not just shout out, shout out all these big dreams, this big vision, because that's going to scare them away. Because all, all they're hearing is, oh, no, we're all gone. <laughs> what, is, what does this mean for us? Like, we're all in trouble. What you have to do is say, here's where I want us to be. Here's what we're capable of. Here's the road that I want us to go down. 
here's the role that you guys play and building a bridge for them from current reality to what that vision looks like and saying, you guys, this is, this is your vision. This is not my vision. This is our vision. We're going to do this together and building a bridge for them saying, this is what your role looks like as we go forward. Um, this is, this is how you get to play because everyone matters here. This is not about me. This is about us. And, and even going so far as to ask the question, here's where I want us to be. You guys are the experts here. What do you think the best way to build that bridge and help, help them build it for you? Cause then you get buy-in and you're saying, look, I want us to be here but I know that you guys know how to get us there. Uh, you know the landscape of this place better than anyone else. Let's do this together. And so then it's not just, hey, follow me and hope for the best. It's, hey, I have a vision. Let's build it together. Then you get buy-in. Then you get uh, a committed team and a team that gets to work together who fights for the highest possible good of, of the person to the left and to the right of them. Uh, and you get to establish and build that influence from day one by showing not just vision, but humility, and by showing that you care about the people that you're going to be leading um, and that you've thought about them. Again, the work will always be there, but if you're always talking about the work, um, people are going to lose interest pretty quick. You have to be talking about the why and talking about why it matters to them. And like we said about um, having new leaders coming into your organization, um, you know, asking those kind of questions, I think, is a great way to get an insight to the new people that you're seeing when you're in the other position. Uh, that makes sense. And I think, you know, you'll learn a lot about the people you'll be overseeing. Once you start asking them those kind of thoughtful, intelligent questions about how do we need to get to, you'll see, okay, this person is, um, you know, struggles with maybe the vision side, or this person's uh, un- unreasonably negative, or this person's delusional, or, you know, whatever it is, I think those kind of questions, you know, will show a lot about. So you got to be you got to be careful um, that people are always judging you when you're, you have people come on top, but you have to be, how do I ask the right questions to get the right information about the people I will be seeing when you're, you know, hopefully taking that position to, to oversee other, other people. Definitely. Leaders define, define culture and you get to set that tone from day one. But again, you've got to follow that up with, not just with your words, but with your actions, the way you treat people, the way you show that you value people. Uh, and that requires being, being intentional. You don't have to blow everything up but you have to create that culture intentionally every single day, communicate that vision every single day, communicate the why every single day. Um, I think uh, something I'm thinking a lot about recently is we we spend a lot of time talking about the what, you know, let's do this project. Let's complete this task. Let's raise these funds. Let's launch this campaign. Um, And we focus on, on the what, but people know, they have all this information at their fingertips, right? We've got, we've got, the, uh, everything, every single bit of information is one, one click away. Um, and if, if we're going to lead today, like leadership is different. Like we don't, we don't have to get all of our information anymore from our leader, right? From mom or dad, from boss, from teacher, from coach. Um, we have all the information. If we're going to lead today, we have to connect the why in a relevant way and show people why it matters to them, what role they play and how it's relevant to, to their vision. And even asking them, Hey, what do you want? Like, what, what are your goals? What are your dreams? Let's make sure that you fit well in, into this into this vision. And if you don't, then let's do whatever we can to make sure we can find you a place that that does match up. Because it doesn't it doesn't have to be an ugly separation. Because there will be some separations, and that's okay. Because hey, you don't buy into the vision here. You don't. That's okay. You know, maybe maybe it's not for everyone. Maybe maybe your dreams don't align with that. Um, great. All all the respect in the world, but we're going to do whatever we can to make sure we find you a place. In the meantime, will you commit? to being a part of a part of this team and, and not holding us back and not being toxic, not being resistant um, while we work to find you a, a place where you feel like you, you fit in better, that the vision matches you better. And I think you can, even in separation, you can, you can define that culture um, and build influence 
um, to where people leave in a, in a, with a happy um, mindset and a respectful mindset. Yeah, I think that's a great point, Kevin. Well, as we as we wrap it up, we're going to start a new feature for these shows and a new kind of way to close things out. We're going to be, you know, either Kevin or I sharing a quick one minute uh, thing that, that we're either pondering, that we're uh, something we're reading, you know, some music we're enjoying, uh, a thought for the day. So we're going to be trying to do this each at the close of each show, and uh, we will. I will kick it over to Kevin for for our first one. Awesome. And my kind of thought for the day, for the week, for you guys, and, and it ties directly into this conversation we've had today is that everyone wants a healthy culture. Teams want a healthy culture. Leaders want a healthy culture. New teams, new leaders, we all want that healthy culture. Uh, But it takes a lot of work to actually make that happen. And very few people will actually put in that work, which is why uh, leadership development organizations exist. So put in, put in that work, be for your people and be intentional. I promise that your team is worth it. It won't happen overnight. Uh, but the results that you'll get, the type of team, the type of culture, the type of environment, and the type of results that you get are worth that work of, of actually showing up every day to build to build that healthy culture. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Episode 5 of the Sports Leadership Podcast. If you're enjoying these, it would be fantastic if you would uh, leave us a, a review or rate us on iTunes, pass the word along to your colleagues, to those who you think would find this information valuable. If you have questions about the podcast, if you have feedback, if you have topics you want us to discuss, people you want us to interview, which we'll be doing soon, shoot us a message on Twitter, at Kevin DeShazo, at Mark underscore Hodgkin. You can always shoot us emails, uh, and we will talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much for listening.